Okay, hello and welcome back to the Corona Chronicles. Uh, we're looking through the book of Revelation. Yesterday we looked um, at the first part of chapter 11, uh, which talks about God measuring um, his people. So he knows them perfectly. There's not a single Christian that, he, that he's forgotten about or is, he's missing. Um, every single uh, sort of son and daughter he has is accounted for. And we also saw that the trampling on the holy city or God's people is only for 42 months. So it feels like a long time, but it's limited. It's, it's got an end date. Uh, so we see again, once more, that um, this judgment is, is restrained and God is sovereign. And we also saw these two uh, witnesses who uh, sort of represent church, um, God's people. And they ha um, are clothed in sackcloth. So they are in, in repentance themselves. And they're also preaching to the world to repent. And we saw that um, whilst they are doing the Lord's work, uh, they can't be harmed. And that's where we got up to in verse 6, and now I'm going to read from verse 7. Now when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the public square of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. But after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud, while their enemies looked on. At that very hour there was a severe earthquake, and a tenth of the city collapsed. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the survivors were terrified, and gave glory to God, to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed, the third woe is coming soon. Hmm. So, uh, the, the people of God have finished their testimony, and then it looks like, they lose next, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, there's a series of, of events that actually look quite devastating. Mm. So first of all, this beast comes up um, and kills them. Uh, and then secondly, their bodies are lying in the public square and they're refused burial, which being refused burial is something that's kind of shameful. Yeah. You're, you're meant yeah. to you know, give dignity to a person <clears throat> by, by burying them properly. But mm. here they're, they're just lying in a public square. Mm. And the inhabitants of the earth are are gloating over them and having some kind of festival mm. like giving each other gifts mm -hmm. it's kind of like anti-christmas in a way <laughs> yeah. it's like jesus hasn't hasn't come it's like his his people are gone yeah and we'll celebrate and give yeah. each other gifts so it looks pretty it looks pretty bad actually um except for the fact that if you look a bit closer you see actually that step by step uh this mirrors um the ministry of yeah. jesus yeah. here here on on the earth so it was only when Jesus finished his ministry that he uh, allowed himself to die. Mm. He kept mm. saying, no, it's not my time. And he would mm. just walk through a crowd, a mob who were trying to kill him. He was like, no, not yet. Mm. And then other people were trying to kill him and he would disappear and go, no, the time has not come. Mm. And it was only on the cross when he said, it is finished, mm. that he, he allowed death to sort of overtake him. And here, that's what's happened to God's people. Mm. When they finish their testimony, then they're allowed to die. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as you say, they're, they're, they're following their Messiah on yeah. the road to the cross, aren't mm. they? So they, they too are existing in 
figuratively Sodom and Egypt, yeah. you know, these cities which stand for anti-God, yes. you know, blasphemous, yep. and uh, just as their Lord was crucified in a place like that, in mm. that system, uh, so they have been, they've been shamed, as you say, like he has been shamed. Mm. Uh, there's this gloating, you know, but, but then, verse 11, there's a, there's a, big, there's a big but there. Yeah. <laughs> but after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and terror struck those who saw them. So these, these uh, witnesses, this church, are following Jesus into the tomb, but they've come out again. Yeah. You know, they've resurrected like their Lord was. And the breath of God has come back in. The gospel testimony can't be defeated. Mm. Uh, it may look like it's pathetic and weak and gone, but actually it's, it's, it's alive and well. And there's, there's terror there, isn't there? Mm. And then in verse 12, this, this mirroring, as you put it, only continues. So then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they went up to heaven. So they've died with him. They've risen with him. And now they've ascended with him. Mm -hmm. So the church is in union with Jesus in, yeah. in, in all of in, in, in every aspect here in, mm -hmm. as they go about go about his work. Mm -hmm. um, and that is that is an amazing thing. I mean, I, I was um, I was I was thinking as I as, as I was reading this that it reminds me of the Mark the Mark Twain quote, um, which um, people will know the details of it maybe but um, when when apparently in America his obituary had been written and published before he'd even died <laughs> and uh, from, from England he wrote saying the reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated uh, which is just a fantastic line isn't it and uh, that's what's going on here mm. you know there's gift giving and there's gloating mm. but Jesus is saying the reports of their death have been greatly exaggerated you know yeah. they are in fact alive yeah. and they are triumphant and they, they are mine yeah, and um, they get the opportunity to see it here as well, don't they, in verse 12. So um, it's not that, in you know, whilst they were dead, they sort of slipped away into heaven. Mm. But there's, it's very public, this, isn't it? You know, they, they stand on their feet, mm. people are watching this happen, mm. and then they ascend. Uh, into, so it's almost something about, like, the resurrection in itself is mm. proof and uh, something to be marvelled at, isn't mm. it? And, mm. and to look at the truth of this... Mm. Um, you know. Yeah, absolutely. They're gazing upon it. And then when they've gone, verse 13, you know, there's a severe earthquake and there's, there's, ju there's judgments coming on them now. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're the ones who thought they had given out the judgment. Yeah. But now they're the ones who are going to face it from, yeah. from God for, for, uh, for what, what they've done. And, and so, so I, think, I think all of this taken together is, is an encouragement because often the church around the world is maligned, isn't it? And it's seen as small and irrelevant and pathetic. And, you, and you, you get people saying, you know, you've had leaders in the past hold up Bibles and say, um, I promise you, I, I will wipe out this book. You know, you mm. will see this, the last, this book disappear. And the church is seen as just a, you know, a sort of relic of an yeah. ancient past. Yeah. But actually we are the church triumphant, aren't we? Mm. And uh, the gospel will prevail. Yeah. And no matter what persecution comes, we will be with our Lord. Mm. And um, so there's, there's an encouragement both for us in this country and uh, for Christian Christians around the world. And uh, tomorrow we're going to go up back into the heavenly scene and hear some loud voices.